Do you play against Bob Holmes, Joe? Dooch? I don't think so. No, certainly not Christine. I might, he might have played a bit of second team cricket when I was a rugby. kid, but I, I... Properly rotund rugby player, weren't yeah. you, Jez? Yeah. yeah. I've got the scorecard, Jez. It's 4th of September, 1993. Yeah. I've got the bowling figures, Blaise. Go on. Cameron Williamson, 18 overs, 3 for 75. Ryan Hesker. Yeah, Ryan Hesker. 11 overs, 3 for 83. <laughs> um, BK Stansfield, 5 overs, none for 29. That's all right. Less than Not 60. Matt Hope, 9 overs, none for 83. <laughs> Leave it outside. And Jez Hope, 3 overs, none for 30. <laughs> I thought I'd bowled a lot. I thought I'd bowled quite a few early on there. That's the game. Yeah, I've got it up now, yeah. Woody, Peter Wood, 107, Michael Bevan, 142, and I'm sure yeah. Bevan was out. Yeah, it was out. Bevan was the third wicket out. Third wicket. Can you remember catching him, Jet? Can you remember catching him off Ryan? Yeah, he, yeah. He, moosed, he moosed it to the moon, but it only got to bowler stumps, and Ryan, Ryan was stood right underneath it and just said, Jezzers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I can remember you catching it and you fell in footholds. That's it, right. It, it, that's, it, that's steepling. Yeah, very <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're uh, Yeah, good memories, that, Chris. Is there any other games um, and stories you've played in? So how, do we know how many games you've actually played in, Chris? Mm. Not a Scooby-Doo, Jez. Oh, Joe Martin, task for you. Um, yeah, it's uh, 804. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you remember? Can you remember I, that season as well, we, had, we, we got knocked out in the cup in the first round, strangely enough, by Colm. I think we bowled them out relatively cheaply. And we were out even more cheaply, obviously. Uh, and Nick Moulding, do you remember Nick Moulding? Yeah. He bowled. Yeah. I, I had a look at it today because it, 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 it hurt me at the time. He bowled four overs, four for ten. And we just couldn't get him, me and Cameron couldn't get him off square. Yeah. And we played him the week after in the league over at Cone. And again, we lost, first, we lost the first two wickets cheaply. Uh, Trevor Keg, two LBs, I think it was. Me and Cameron went out to bat, and the first thing he said to me he said, "If they bring that moulding on, he's not gonna go for less than ten and over, right? Whatever, he, wherever he bowls it, he's not gonna go for less than ten and over." He come on, maybe after after me and Cameron were batting for seven or eight overs, he came on first ball. Cameron hit him for six over cover, just the spliced one, you know, carved into road for six. He then hit him for four. He then hit him for maybe a three. 
I got the other end, hitting for a six into Bowling Green, hitting for another four, and then we got a one off the last over. And he bowled one over for 22, <laughs> having got the previous week four overs, four for 10. That's yeah. And you know what, Nicky, we're a bit of a bit of a hothead, weren't he? Yeah, he was. And he, he turned round after the first four balls had gone for like 15. And he turned round to turned round to me. I can't remember who was Colin Skipper at the time. He said, "What in hell are you doing?" He said, "It's not me. It's them. I'm not Superman." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. It was second round at Cup, and we really thought we were going to go places that year in the, yeah. the Cup. Yeah, fantastic, Nick Moulding. Um, is there any other stories you've got there, Chris, that we can discuss? Good. I can remember who, who was talking about the Joe Angel one when were it Gary there about the Ted Joe Angel and Ted when he was what, yeah when he was uh, when he came and said I, cu- I couldn't see what he was doing but that's you know he'd eat him that often. I can remember we were in the dressing room at Burnley that day and Craig Light was was next to go in after that and he he was sat at Burnley sat on a chair and next to him he had another chair with his helmet on. And while the ball's, you know, flying around Ted's head and whoever I was opening with him, Craig was kept going, putting his, picking his helmet up, putting his helmet on, putting it back. Should I wear my helmet? Should I not wear my helmet? Should I wear my helmet? Should I not wear my helmet? He, Ted gets out, he walks in, picks his helmet up, puts it on. First ball, Joe Angel bounces him, he right. ducks, he hits him right on top of Ed. Yeah. One first time I've ever seen a one bounce four off yeah. an helmet. Yeah. And you just say, oh, lucky you put your helmet on there, Craig, or else it'd knock some more sense into you. Yeah, Craig, <laughs> Yeah, I do, I do. <laughs> I remember that, he did, yeah. Yeah. Les, just talking about uh cricket helmets, you always yeah. you always tell me so about when you got your helmet with the plastic Oh grill. yeah. Yeah, that was that was my first that was my first season. You know, I played five five games. We we played Aslinden at home, and in those days there was the infamous Lawhouse Ridge on the sort of like top half of the square. And we played the old Conquer in Aslinden, and we bowled them out for something like 110, which was unheard of. That's how bad the wicket were. We bowled them out for 110, and. Uh, they, they had a West Indian pro called Hartley Lean, who was he wasn't the biggest fast bowler in the world, but he was very sort of lithe and long limbed. He might have been only five ten, but he could wang it down. Yeah. Iggy went out to bat, obviously, first time. Iggy used to bat with one of them, you know, Graham Gooch helmets with with just the earpieces on. Iggy Iggy gets a brute of a ball. It's him and he gets caught behind. He, come, he comes into the dressing room and said, some bugger's going to get killed out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm waiting, waiting, to, waiting to go in. So, you know, but we, in them days, you know, God, God, God forbid we had COVID-19 in those days. You had shared helmets. We had about three helmets. Yeah. So you could have, a, you could have Iggy's, Iggy's with earpieces. You could have uh, maybe stands with earpieces, or you could have this white helmet with uh, with a polycarbonate visor, a full face polycarbonate visor, 
And the only thing that it had were three circular holes in it. I can't remember who I went out to bat with. And uh, he said, he's, he's, bowling, he's bowling quick and the pitch is terrible. He said, you'll be lucky to, you know, to get bowled rather than, you know, get it. I said, all right, great. Thanks very much. So I, t- I take my guard and, you know, stealing yourself for, uh, for what's coming up. Sort of ready to, ready to, ready to bat and sort of, as you're ready, as you see him coming in, you exhale and it, and as I exhaled, it fogged up completely. <laughs> So not only is he bowling lightning speed on a terrible track, I've blown on the inside of this polycarbonate but advisor, I couldn't see it. <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, wicketkeeper took it before he had a chance to, to unfog. I think he bowled me about four balls later, but they were dreadful, those helmets. Absolutely dreadful. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Uh, the Good helmet story. Yeah. Good helmet story involving uh, our uh, buffoon in chief, uh, Mr. Heaton. <laughs> um, about the same time, I think maybe first, second year I, I played, and we played uh, East Langs down at Lorraine's. And uh, can't remember which way around it were. We played them two weeks on trot at home because we got them in cup. So, Rafa's bowling, Stan wears, I mean, we had the, the white helmets in those days, and like I said, and uh, and Rifle clocks Stan right on the badge, well, where there would have been a badge on this white helmet. Stan's a bit dazed and all this sort of thing. Next ball or a couple of balls later, he's, he's out, comes in, and there's this, this, this helmet, so there's a big mark on it, paint and, and stuff. Dave Wally's gone out to bat. Next ball, he's taking it, goes out, uh, medal please, umps, looks down to put his bat on crease, and there's just white paint all in this crease. <laughs> 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 Stan's helmet, right? So the following week, we've got East Langston again. Stan wears the same helmet, goes out to bat, facing poor rifle, but he's put an elastoplast cross <laughs> on this helmet. <laughs> to say poor rifle wasn't amused yeah. was, absolute, was an understatement. And he was quick, weren't he, rifle? If you remember, he was. He was yeah. Rare. Yeah, he was. He was a quick, but he was. He was extremely fed up at that. I, I do remember that. Funny story. Joe Joe Martin wants to tell me the tale of a non well, not non cricket related because it's got something to do with cricket. But we were, we were once playing Nelson on the, sort of like July time. So the, uh, the the fair was in town at Nelson, and in those days the fair was on. The, the sort of like dirt track behind Seed Hill, and the you know this year it were it were a big fair, so they had all the all the normal sort of a, attractions. And I was fielding down at down at Long Long On, and uh, Scuderi was in usual imperious form, and smashing us all over. So I'm stood waiting for the next one to go over my head, and all I heard as as you know as I was walking in was Blaze. Blaze! I turn round. There's no crowd behind me at all. Nobody, nobody sat on those benches. Nobody at all. So next ball comes in. I walk in a bit for Blaze. It's me. <laughs> Carry on, on walking. Next ball. Blaze. It's me. It's Dave. I want big wheel. 
And he's going round the big wheel in the fair, shouting at me as the cricket's going on. Yeah. Yeah, that, that Dave Askew. Dave Askew. Did you see who it were? Dave Askew, yeah. Dave Askew, yeah. Dave Askew. And he could only shout, couldn't he, Chris? Every... Yeah. If he got to the... Obviously, half of it you couldn't hear him, but as soon as he got to the top, he'd shout at you. But, it, but you know, he'd only have a quarter of the circle where yeah. I could actually see him. Yeah, well, Laura is equivalent of David Gower and uh, John Morrison, <laughs> that, uh, that plane flying over. <laughs> the, the, other, the other tale that I love telling, and Rusty, Rusty loves telling, <laughs> is the uh, is last game of the season. The season, you, you know, you broke your neck, didn't you, playing football? Yeah, I did. Up Belvedere. Somebody had, somebody had gone into your back of you while you were going up for one of my sort of skew with kicks again. Yeah. And uh, you you got home and sort of like felt a bit sick and then this rang you up, didn't it? Mr Hope, whatever you do, don't take that plastic brace off. You need to come in straight away. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So Jez, Jez has broke his neck and he's scoring on the last game, scoring in the last game of the season. <clears throat> They've got Carl Hooper as their, their sub-pro. And, you know, as per usual, he's... he's He's running through us a little bit. I'm still batting. I think I've got maybe early 30s, something like that, when Rusty comes out to bat. Now, it, it, I think it's Rusty's last ever game. But when you look at the scorecards, he actually played some games the year after when he was second team captain. But, you know, it was like his Rusty swung song. So Keith walks in <clears throat> to bat, as per usual with Keith. He goes through his all his little... Uh, little mannerisms that he's got, you know, <clears throat> taps his glasses up to his nose. He's got, a, he's got a pair of Velcro gloves, which are, you know, state of the art at the time, you know, wraps his Velcro gloves a little bit, you know, as he comes out. He said to me, right, right, Blaise, what's, uh, what's, what's the pro doing? I said, he's turning a little bit, but he's bowling from park end, so it's not anything sort of, uh, anything vicious, Keith. He said, but watch out for his arm ball. It's quick and it's a, it's usually a Yorker. So just you know, just keep an eye on it. So Rusty takes his guard, pats his bat a couple of times, surveys the field for what reason I don't know, but surveys the field. Hooper comes in, slings it in. His fast ball Yorker keeps bat still in the air as it hits his stumps. Looks in amazement, and he had that funny way of put, tucking his bat under his arm. And just turning, turning very quickly. It's almost like a bit of a mince. As he walked off, he turned round to me, tapped his glasses on his nose again, said, "You're right, Les." <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have told you, Keith, if it weren't happening. Oh yeah, fantastic! I do remember that. Fantastic. Um, right, we've we've. Eight minutes left. Is there anything else from you, Blaz, before we go down to the... Um, and we can dial in again. There's no dramas. Don't feel that you need to miss anything out. But, and then I'll go around the, uh, the others. I, I, think, I think it's be, beholden of us to tell, tell the, the Higgy story of when he, when he played. We don't know whether you played, Jez. I can't remember. When he, he had four catches and he never got a, he never got a wicket-keeping collection, did Higgy? And he, he always bemoaned people who 
had pros who had spinners and they got stumpings as well as well as catches. And uh, I can't remember who who the actual batsman was, but Iggy was on four catches. And uh, one of their one of their batters towards the end of the inning smashes one straight up in air, you know, literally straight up in air. And Iggy stood up, so it goes up in the air, and he, Iggy shouts, "Iggy's!" And it, you know, it's unbelievable. You know, he's going to get his five catches, get a collection. Yeah. Ball started drifting on the wind a little bit, and he's trotting after it towards cover. <laughs> Everybody's standing out at ways, elbowing out at way as he gets to it, but it carries on blowing. Yeah. As Iggy, as Iggy gets to it, he sticks his hands out, but for some reason, his feet are underneath his hands. <laughs> it goes straight through his hands. It doesn't even touch his gloves, and it hits, hits the end of his toes and just bounces off his toes and goes for four. Not only does he <laughs> drop it, it hits his toes and go for four. And Iggy turned around and said, E, the good these toe tectors, aren't they? <laughs> 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 he just laughed himself, wasn't he, again? Oh, one of the last tales, Lindsay's been telling me to tell it. My first ever, you know, sort of what you call senior game for for Laura Ice. I played for the thirds. I played the juniors, you know, and then you get your call up to play for the thirds with Duncan. Duncan Hall. Yeah. You know, there were there were lads, you know, much older than me playing in the team. And I, not sort of like Graham Young, Chris Whitehead, you know, probably even Shez maybe, somewhere like that. First first game. And like I said to you before, I'm I'm a bit of a bit of a home bird. I don't a bit like Joe. Joe Martin, I don't like new situations and stuff like that. My dad must not have been must not have been available because he, he must have been at work. So my mum drove me down to, to the cricket club in our banger Vauxhall Viva <laughs> with my cricket kit in it. So my mum pulls in, gets behind a <clears throat> pop up, and just you know turns on that turning circle. And I'm sat in passenger seat. And I'm saying, right, we're here. Yeah. Uh, well, go on. Out you go. No, I don't want to go, Mum. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to go? Well, I'm a bit, you know, not saying I'm scared, but I'm, I'm scared. No, I don't want to go, Mum. <laughs> she, she, yeah, tell you what you are doing. She walked round to, walked round to the car, took my kit out, threw it on floor in front of the car. I said, get out of this car now. You are playing for that team. And I sort of like, a couple of little tears sort of like, give, dropped down my cheeks as I picked up my stuff yeah. and walked into the dressing room and my mum's thrown me out of the car. Oh, I remember that, Chris. You were 26. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, Dave was your inspiration and we've got Gloria to thank oh, yeah. all those, all these years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantastic. There's another story of our true, true lorehouse hero, Stan Eaton. What about what about that day at Riston when the game got called off early, and our Steph was scoring, <laughs> and uh, oh. we we got we got into we got into the bar, and Steph got in a round with us. You know, she must have been about sixteen, seventeen, and Jez sort of met her getting, not met her getting around, but said, we'll buy you a drink. Little did she know what it was going to entail. 
So Steph's on something like half a log or something like that. Jesse's Jesse's doing his normal, you know, down in a pint per second trick. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with him. Stan has got in the round with us for whatever reason. Don't know why. Stan's got in the round with us. Never, never has done before. Never did again. Got in a round with us. So Stan's on pints of lager. Stan being a gregarious sort of bloke goes and chats to a few folk. Me and Jez, well, Jez mainly, knows it's serious drinking time because it's an early finish. I'm concentrating like mad to try and keep up with Jez. Our Steph's sort of like falling off a chair because she can't keep up with Arta Lager. I'm, I'm sort of like getting a bit behind. Jez is having a few in-betweenies. Stan comes back to the, to, to, to the bar. He's got four pints lined up. And he hasn't... He hasn't finished the one he's gone with. <laughs> yes, better. Yes, right, get me a Chinzano. <laughs> Jez looks at him and says, what? I said, well, I'm not going to be able to drink all them as well, am I? If I have another pint, I'll be on my backside. Get me a Chinzano. So Jez gets him a Chinzano. So stands sort of like, Taking the top off another pint. Jez has finished again. Blaze gets at bar. Got at bar. What do you want, Stan? He's not, you know, he's not gone down his, his third pint and he's still not drunk. Well, I'll have to have another bloody Chinzano, water. Get him a Chinzano for Stan. And we had like a, a stool sort of table and all it had was Stan's lager. Yeah. And Chinzano was like, and he just went off his, went off his stack at Jez. But yeah. uh, you know, trying to get him drunk on on Chinzano. Yeah, he's never drank it since. He's well, he never lived. So right, yeah, that is hundred percent true. Is that story? And I wasn't. I didn't bully Steph into getting drunk. She was. She would join. No, you, you invited her into. The, you invited her into the round, which is yeah, fine. That's right, and and I think there are a few more people. And Stan went off talking to Dave Shepherd, who who was since. Yeah died, bless him, a number of years ago, an ex-policeman, he retired from the police, and I think it was only not so long after, was it, Chris, he got hit by a coach, yeah. coach yeah. who's wing mirror. Yeah. Herman killed him and drove past him. Yeah. Um, Frank Martindale, I think, was, was with Stan that afternoon, and, and it did get particularly vicious. Blaise makes it out as if you like it's all made. Blaise was there. He was keeping up. There was no there was no dramas in when he was younger. I had to concentrate, Jez. Yeah. Like a second innings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we uh... That was when Stan Stan used to attract some attention. He were, that were his uh, smoke his shooting jacket period, wasn't it? He used to wear this <laughs> shooting jacket. Yeah. Yeah, it was. He's. Uh, I mean, he's good quality. He, he, I don't know if we've played it yet, Blaze, because we're trying to do like the stand stories and just throw yeah. intermittent ones in. But he tells a great story about when we all went to East Langton. I had a denim farm, and Matt turned. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> about, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. I've recorded all these. I think. <laughs> Do you remember the do you remember the Phil Astin and Tom Organ drinking one, Jez? Can you remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. Tom Organ stood behind the hatch of the bar, weren't he? And Phil on the other side, thinking he's, you know, he's gonna take Tom Organ down, the Australian swiller down. And they started taking shots, alternate shots to see who uh, 
who were last man standing, weren't it? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't shots of 20% green or orange stuff. It would have been, you know, full on, you know, strong bourbon or whiskey or... Yeah, yeah. And after, after about three, Tom kept putting whatever he was putting in his, which wasn't whiskey. And Phil was just getting lower and lower and lower. <laughs> <laughs> Until he had to go out and use the facilities. <laughs> yeah. Phil had come back from Manchester that I think that was first year back after playing out and getting paid in Manchester and came back. But uh was a character, weren't he? Tom Hogan. Yeah, yeah. Look Again, back. it was another half it was another half season that one, but he was a character, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was left arm spinner, him and his missus. <laughs> She won't have she ball spin as well. <laughs> left arm, John. Obviously, he's an amateur. <laughs> yeah. You know all the all the naughty boy stories that the the rug rats have, Jess. You know about I've not mentioned I won't mention collection boxes in this story while Joe's still still with us. But I've got know, my consciousness clear. You can mention it as much as you want. I don't really know the collection box story. Well. Jez, Jez went through a phase of 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 wanting all pile ons <laughs> in the bottom the bottom half of the club. <laughs> so on, on the dance floor, when when Jez called all pile on, you had to get on the dance floor and have a, as many as you could of an all pile on. So Jez called all pile on one day, and this, we'd been at home to Todd, and the seconds had been away at Todd. Jess called an all pile on. Now, the game the game for all pile on was get be the first one to get on the floor. Because second person to jump on you, third person to jump on you, and you could sort of like squirm your way out before everybody else joined in and got on got on top of you. So Jess calls all pile on. I fly to the bottom on the dance floor. Jez is not far behind me, hobbling with his ankle. <laughs> Couple more, couple more jump on top, and seconds at this very moment arrive back into the club. They all decide, they've seen all this and decide to pile on. As as the pile sort of like dismantles, Jezzy's sort of like on the floor, bleeding profusely from a head wound. <laughs> on, on, I don't know where I don't know where this was, but and. And we need to be. This might. This might have to be cut for this. There was Todmorin's tin uh, collection box <laughs> in in and around the old pile on, with a, with a with a patch of blood and a patch of skin on it. To this day, nobody in the second team, apart from apart from one or two sort of people who've who've said it's not me, Joe Beneducci. I've never actually found out who it Jez with the Todd in second team collection box. I mean, this is, but it's like who shot Phil Mitchell, this. Um, well, I'll tell you what, George, yes. deep as anything. Yeah, I bet. I can imagine being yes. it with a collection box. If you were, if Honest John were uh, pricing, pricing it up, how, how, do you think he'd, how do you think the book would look? Well, I think it, into that is Joe Benaducci, <laughs> Matt Hartwick, Gav Shields, Charlie Cotton, Matt Stansfield. I'm missing one. It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been Matt Stan, he'd have missed you. 
<laughs> we'd just been running to do all far long, he'd have missed it. Sixth have been uh, Russell, Johnny Russell, Johnny Russell. That's it. So that that's the sixth. So it would go along the lines of Matt Stansfield twenty five to one uh, for the reasons just mentioned. Um, Joe Bonaduce would have been an outsider, I think, because I think he had more about him. I don't think he would have been so underhand, so he would have been a eight. <laughs> 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 so he, he would have been about eight. Johnny Russell, I don't think he would have done that. Johnny Russell was more fun-loving. So Johnny would have been sixes. Charlie was always a fitness fanatic, but possibly wouldn't have thought about it. So he'd have been five. So we down to uh, Matt Marquis and Gav. Uh, probably Matt Marquis at five to two, and we'd look at probably Gav at two to one, if not a bit shorter. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so Can that- I have a tenner on Marquis? <laughs> <laughs> I know I get it. Yeah. I like it. Was it? Was it? Twenty-year mystery solved there, George. There's a longer mystery than that, Blaze. Who's the Who's the Rams' bottom one? Did we ever find that out? <laughs> no. Mid-season, Joe. Uh, Gary's an angrier captain than me. Things aren't going that well. Um, Players are being dropped, you know, him and Stan are falling out in lumps. We play Rammy away. I can't remember the build-up to it, but it's a bit of a, a dodgy dressing room before the game. Um, orders are being barked out. We're all really trying our nuts off, but the harder we tried, the worse it got. Gary's out to bat, you know, really fighting for the club, trying to put everything in place to get us a victory. He looked round towards the pavilion and his boxers are up the flagpole. <laughs> When I came back in, they were back in bin. They were in, yeah, they were in bin. So. I bet that went down well, Gary. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. We mentioned I mentioned the Rugrats because they were up to no good, weren't they, Jez? They were just mischievous, weren't they? Because we would never like we would never like that, Jez, were we? No, we weren't allowed to be. <laughs> do, you remember that, do you remember that day at Riston, Jez, when when Lofty was fed up with us? Yeah, and he. He parked us at deep mid-wicket and deep cover so we couldn't take Mickey out of him. <laughs> we, were, we were waving at each other from one end of ground to other. But, Bless, all we've done is something along the lines of... Um, you know, I hope I get a ball today and just whispered something to each other. It wasn't a case of let, let's pretend we're on stepladders on field. Or... We, probably, <laughs> we, probably used, we probably used Rusty's court hanger or something like that. And we, yeah. You know, Quality, quality stories back then, um, and the football ones as well. Chris, we could go on plenty of time for them. They were good. Yeah, absolutely. Very- oh, one more, one more tale about about that era. Can you, can you remember the the day when Dave Renner brought brought down prospective uh, prospective new sponsors to the club, and he was trying to get uh, trying to sell Laura House in its best light. And uh, we played Rottenstall at home this time, and it was Michael Bevan's best ever Lancashire League figures. He got seven for seven for whatever, and we were all out for hundred. And again, they knocked him off with <clears throat> probably thirty-eight overs still to go. We were sat in the dressing room, you know, proper distraught. I think I got I, I top scored with about twenty. And Chippy and Proc got eighteen apiece, something like that, and we were hundred all out. And we were sat in there and a bit disappointed after getting flogged again. Probably, you know, like Macca said, sat 
quite quietly thinking about where we'd gone wrong. And there, all of a sudden, dressing room door flung open, didn't it? And whacked to where we were sat behind dressing room door in Ed. And David came in and he was apoplectic, weren't he? Absolutely ready to blow his back, weren't he? And sort of like, you know, really, really, what are you doing letting me down like this? I've brought prospective, you know, sponsors on here and you've performed like that. We didn't, you know, we got hammered, really. And he just turned around to Proc and said, oh, you, Proctor, what sort of shot was that? <laughs> and it was, he, he got caught and bowled <laughs> off Michael Bevan. And you know how Bevan bowled them left-arm Chinaman in, you know, in test matches. Well, they were bowling swing. Again, another one that was bowling swing then days. Well, he, he bowled a Chinaman to prop. He'd obviously, you know, been trying it. And he'd been bowling swingers all day. And then he threw this thing out at the back of his hand and prop just had three swipes at it. Yeah. Just chipped straight back to him. And it did look comical. <laughs> but he was second top scorer with prop. And he just got an absolute volley from Reyes. <laughs> but Dave... Eventually calms down. He he stops sort of uh, he stops venting. Walks out the door, and we're all sat there. You know, having been quiet as mice, Dave just suddenly have a look to see where he's gone. You know, and he he'd gone back far enough, and we just just burst out in absolute hysterics and just pointed at Proxy. Yeah. <laughs> it's all your fault. It's all your fault. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know who was captain. I don't know who was captain on that day. But whatever, prop were in seconds the week after, and I'm sure it. I'm sure it must have been Renners that yeah. <laughs> insisted on him being dropped. Yeah, I think it might have been for <laughs> some like that. Yeah, I do. But then Renners apologised, didn't he? he said, Look, I'm yeah, yeah. I think we lost a fortune. I think we'd lost some sponsorship, or we'd lost something that because of that performance. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was uh, yeah, it was strange old times. And we had a few people busted into the dressing room, didn't we? On, on other games. Ken, uh, Ken, Ken Shock got up. Yeah, he was the elite. They got asked to leave. So what a great episode that is, everyone. It's uh, it's there's some some fantastic memories there. From you know, no doubt, is a legend of the club, and as we've discussed, potentially that record might never be broken. But uh, but let's see. I'm quite sure that his 16,000 runs will take a lot of breaking. We'll have to, uh, some people have to play some years. So, Chris, thanks ever so much for coming on the podcast. Um, really appreciate your time. Uh, and thanks so much, Chris. Have you any final words for us? No, thank you very much. And I've enjoyed my time as a late sub, as you said. You know, I've, yeah. uh, off. fantastic. Thanks very much, Chris. And uh, thanks very much to Joe and Dooch and Gary Morehouse. And we'll see you all at the ne next podcast. See you soon, all. Gordon! Gordon! Send more house to save the house!